What is up, everybody? We are back on our Wolves Win Podcast. The Timberwolves just beat the defending champions by 19, 138 to 119. Obviously, without Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, Giannis Antetokounmpo. I don't know. I'm not even try. I know how to say his name sometimes, but it doesn't come out right every time. Um, but, I mean, just without him still, this isn't a bad win because of that. Like, this Bucks squad has some phenomenal players still like they are a championship supporting cast and Chris Middleton's an all-star so it's it's still a good team that we beat um it's an impressive win one by 19 and we're gonna break down that full thing and guess what the Nuggets lost yesterday also the Mavericks lost yesterday so we're getting a little bit closer to that six seed so this was one of our more chippy games of the season it may have been the most chippy game of the year we had Patrick Beverly ejected in the first quarter, same with George Hill. Sergi Bach got teed up. I think Prince House got teed up or something like that. Um but yeah, it was it was it was entertaining at the start. And then we had like Nas Reed and uh who was it? I think it was yeah, it was um Portis, Bobby Portis got double tech teed up in the second quarter. Um by the way, Nas Reed had a really nice game. I'll talk about him later. But it was interesting and it was a gritty win. Like it felt like a playoff culture, I guess you could say tonight. It was packed crowd. It was so packed. Probably sold out. Like, maybe there's some open seats because people couldn't make the game. I think that always happens. But it was sold out. It was packed. And our games, like even on weekdays, have been super packed. And that's really, really good news for us as a franchise. And I'm sure the owners, the new incoming owners, are super happy about it because that means a lot more money for them. And, I mean, for the team as well, like, more money for the owners means that they'll be more lenient to paying the luxury tax at some point, which is something we never do because we just don't have the money for it because we we don't sell tickets enough, I feel like, and Glenn Taylor usually doesn't like to pay that. But yeah, it was it was a really fun game to watch. The Wolves' offense stayed super consistent throughout the game, and that's really a trend we've seen over the last two months, and that's been the reason why we've won all these games. Like... There's no way you lose when you drop 138. No team is going to lose when they score 138. So, hey, if we can keep scoring 138, you know, that'd be pretty cool. But obviously, can't set that expectation. But we've, like, been averaging, like, 130 points per game, I feel like, like, for a while now. But we're on a four-game win streak now. Um, I think we have the Mavericks up next. That's a pretty big game. Um, I, I'm going to make sure it's the Mavericks. Quick. Yeah, it's the Mavericks on Monday, and we're away. That's a really big game. I'll talk about that later. But Anthony Edwards, again, has another good game. I think he's back for real. He's got a sweet afro going now. He had a nice windmill dunk today. But he had 25 points, 4 assists, 3 steals, and I believe 5 boards as well. It's not even, like, like the scoring and shooting that he has. Like, he has been drilling threes right lately. He's He was 5 of 10 from 3 today. He was on hot streaks for a while. Like, he didn't even shoot the ball that much. 16 shots. I feel like if he would have put up more like 20, he would have got 30 for sure. Um, and he only took two free throws. So, definitely a lot more potential in that game for him to score more. But the defense, absurd. Like, this dude is so good defensively now he was a bad defender last year because he didn't really 
maybe I don't know how much he really maybe I won't say he didn't care but he just didn't put all effort into it he just like the offensive part of the game more like he was not a good defender last year but this year he's been and especially like as of late the last two weeks he's been so phenomenal like you cannot one-on-one score Anthony Edwards right now it's unbelievable and he is going to be an all-nba defender if he trends up still throughout his career because he's going to get better defensively and a better defensive version of this is all nba in my opinion because this is phenomenal like how are you supposed to score like because most of the guys he's guarding are the best players in your team right now like he was guarding chris middleton one-on-one for a decent amount of the game um chris middleton didn't really score on him at all it was just on other players and off of screens that he got baskets Chris Middleton dropped 15 tonight, so five below his average. Ant handled him well, in my opinion. Um, but if he guards somebody like at his respective position, shooting guard, which actually it's not even his position, he plays small forward because Beverly and D'Lo are the guards. Um, but say down the road, you know, Beverly won't be here forever. He's getting older. He's 33. And maybe next year's his last year with us. We'll see. I think we will extend him another, maybe one more year after that because I think by then he'll be like oh maybe this team can contend for a championship because in two more years i think that this team has the upside to do that um for sure like assuming we continue to add pieces and everybody progresses positively this team will probably be a contender like like a dark horse contender maybe like not a frontline contender yet i think that would take another year or two but i think this team could potentially be really hoping for a title in two years down the road um assuming we can have a nice jump next year too. But Edwards, if he's playing shooting guard at any point, I mean, the dude is 6'5", 235 pounds. Who is getting around that? Nobody. Like, you have to beat him off the dribble, and you have to do some crazy move on him to where he guesses wrong and you you go the other way. Like, you just cannot guard Anthony Edwards. I mean, you, you, I mean yeah, you, you can't guard him, and he and you can't get past him. Like, he is going to be a special two-way player in this game for a very long time. Karate Towns, another great performance. 25 points, 11 boards, 5 assists, and 2 steals. 6 of 12 from the field, 4 of 6 from 3. This dude has been shooting the 3-ball very well as of late, after he had a pretty down January um, of shooting, even though it's March now. Would have liked to see him shoot more, only 12 shots. But I guess we didn't really need him to because look at the I mean look at the numbers from the bench like Beasley took nine shots Noel took eleven McLaughlin took five Reed took nine like we had a lot of bench production tonight we had three guys off the bench scoring double digits being Nas Reed with fourteen Prince with fourteen Noel with ten we almost had four with Beasley Beasley had nine like I guess we just didn't need Cat to shoot as much tonight. So based off of just him getting those 12 shots up, he scored scored 25. And by the way, he's finally getting his respect from the officials. It's it's really came now. I'm loving the calls he's getting. I got nothing to complain about anymore. I think he's third or fourth in the NBA in free throws attempted since the All-Star break. Still like 50 free throw attempts behind Embiid, which is absurd. I don't know how Embiid's drawing all those calls, but whatever. Like, that's absurd, really, for real. Like, Cat's been shooting a lot of free throws, and Embiid shot 50 more. And it hasn't even been, like, a ton of games. It's been, like, what, 12 games for both teams since the Austin break? It's nuts how many free throws he shoots. It's it's absurd. But Cat's finally getting his respect, which is awesome. He did all this in 31 minutes tonight. But obviously, there's some current concern. He does have that, you know, arm contusion injury he's playing with. 
99% of players would have sat out with that injury. But Carl Towns is playing with it. He is a very tough guy. Nobody, like, I don't think, like, LeBron wouldn't play on that. Giannis wouldn't play on that. I mean, Giannis was out with knee soreness tonight. Luka would, like, you can name any superstar. They're not playing on it. Carl Towns is the only guy that I can really think of that would play on this type of injury. Like, I mean, maybe I can name a few more on the Wolves. Vanderbilt, maybe. He's been playing a lot of injuries as of late. Um, and Ant was playing on injuries before, too. But there's nobody around Cat's caliber that would have played with that ongoing injury. Like, he is a very tough customer, and he plays through so many injuries. And we got to, you know, respect, we got to appreciate Cat as long as we can, you know. I think he's going to be here for a very, like, a much longer time, like, I think he finishes his career here, so I think he'll be with the Wolves for over an, another decade. Um, that's a long time. Like, just imagine 10 years from now. Like, that, that that's, that's weird to think about, but that's a long ways away. Like, I'm 16. That'll be when I'm 26. Like, that's that's a long ways away. Um, but, yeah, Cat has been playing really good basketball as of late. He's shooting the three-point ball well. He's been passing a lot better. He's cutting down the turnovers a little bit, and he cut down the fouls tonight. He only had three fouls. He was never in foul trouble tonight. That was relieving because we've had a lot of games now where he's gotten into early foul trouble, like in the first quarter, and it's kind of hurt us throughout the rest of the game. But right now, he's doing really, really good with the fouls. He, I mean, tonight he did, which is a good sign. D'Lo dishing up dimes. He had nine assists tonight. He had some really wacky turnovers tonight. They were so weird. Like, he had some horrendous ones. He had five turnovers, but it was a fine game from Russell. He was 4-8 from 3, 50%. That's nice. I like to see those numbers. Off the bench, Noel had a nice game, 10 points. He is such a good finisher around the rim, by the way. Noel can really finish around the rim. Um, Nas Reed had a very good game. He he put up 14 points in 12 minutes. Like He didn't play as much, probably, because, well, first of all, with two minutes left, we subbed in all the reserves, so... It would have been more like 14 minutes um, or 15 minutes, something like that. But he's kind of he's come back from back spasms, so that was probably a reason. Um, but yeah, he definitely deserved more playing time tonight. But it's you cannot bench Cat because of that. Like Cat, if you're going to play Nas Reed more, it, you'd have to pair him next to Cat. Like Cat should not be taken off the floor because we want Nas Reed to play better, like play more because Nas Reed at his best is still not average Cat, you know. Like, Cat at his, like, his normal self is better than Nas Reed's best when he plays. So, you have to keep Cat on the floor, obviously. Torian Prince, valuable minutes tonight. 14 points off the bench. 4-6 from the field, 2-4 from 3. He's continuing to make himself an argument that he should be resigned in the offseason. And, hey, with what he's doing, I'm, I'm down for it. I mean, he's a tough guy, very tough. He's shooting the ball really well as of late. He, he, he's got a good jumper, in my opinion. I love his jumper. He's a good defender. Like, he just makes sense. He's a good wing 3 and D guy off the bench, and he accepts that role. Like, he is never going to ask for a starting position on our team, and he knows that he would deserve it on our team. I could see maybe some team offering more than us, but I don't know. I kind of feel like... I don't know. I, I don't know. I wonder if he would want to go to, like, a really bad team to start. I mean, he's he looks a little older than he is. He's only 27, so, I don't think we'd sign him to a long-term deal, but this off-season, maybe throw like one year, six, seven million at him. 
I would be fine with that. I would love to have Torian Prince back with how he's playing. I think he's a very valuable 3 and D guy. Like, it's hard to replace those guys, and he's been a big reason to why the bench has had a lot of success. You know, just down the stretch of the year, he's been one of the instrumental pieces to that. So to keep this bench crew together next year, which I'm assuming, like, basically all this bench crew will be back next year. Like, Beasley's under contract. We'll see what we do with Noel because he has he has a $2 million team option, and... Like if we accept that, that helps our cap for the our cap space for this year. But I could see us declining that and giving him more of a long term deal, like a three four year for like maybe like twenty five million three year twenty five mil or four year thirty. Like I would rather do that to be honest because I I believe in his long term upside big time, and I think if we wait another year, he would then ask for like three or like four year 50 million instead of three year 30 million range like it would help us out in the long run with cap um and just lock him up earlier you know because there's no way this dude does not develop into a very very good player he's got so much talent like talent does not disappear like that also andrew wiggins <laughs> um but yeah the bench crew's been great they've led a lot of success today like in these recent games um yeah, it was, a, it was a nice game. I was happy with the product. Our defense, like our, our on-ball defense, like one-on-one -on -one defense was really good. But we just, we kind of lacked off the ball. Like they were getting a lot of open shots for three. And this is not a team to let, you do not let the Bucks shoot. The Bucks shot 36% from three. Um, they were missing more at the end. I think that number kind of brought down. But you cannot let the shoot, team shoot threes. They hit 19 threes tonight. We had 22 threes, by the way. That's pretty nice. Um, that's actually really close to our franchise record, which is like 25 or 26 or something. Like, we almost got to our franchise record tonight. We were 3-4 away from that. Um, but yeah, if I would... The one thing that I would improve off tonight is more of the scramble defense. I think we were just leaving too many people open. Um, that's definitely just the one negative that I'd point out. Just that you can't let these teams get open shots because they're going to kill you with it. Like, if our offense was not playing the way it was, we definitely would have lost the game because they scored 119. Like, our defense was didn't have the best of games, but it wasn't, like, extremely horrible. Like, they did not... They scored 119. They didn't score, like, 130, you know? Um, but there was definitely some aspects of defense that was good and bad overall. But, yeah, it was, it was a good product game. Um, I was confused with, the, like, the ejections. I, I, I would agree with the technical... But, like, I just hate that people can get thrown thrown out for that. Like, it, yeah, he's pushing a guy, but I mean, they're not throwing punches. Like, Beverly's going to help out his teammate and defend him, you know, and then he'll push him too. I, I was surprised George Hill got thrown out, and not Ibaka. I thought Ibaka should have gotten thrown out instead of George Hill, because if I was in George Hill's point of view, you know, he's just protecting his teammate then from Beverly pushing him. So. I don't think that you should get thrown out for that unless it's like an actual punch. Like a push, like pushing somebody away is not something that I think deserves a, you know, a, a thrown out thing. And I, I swear, dude, if I swear that, I swear if they, if they suspend Beverly for a game because of that, which I don't think there's really much of a chance that happens, but if that happens, I'm be so mad because that's absurd. You cannot suspend somebody because of that, but I wouldn't really worry, worry about that too much. I don't know how likely that would even really be. I just got really happy. I'm moving to this my the segment that a lot of people are here for, 
And wow, the Hornets are beating the Mavericks by 22 right now. Going into the fourth quarter, the Mavericks are a team that we need to, you know, pass up potentially. Them or the Nuggets. Um, I'm not trying to talk about it too much because when I, I always jinx us, I swear, I always do it. But by the end of this podcast, I'll probably have a better update for you guys on the game. There'll probably be a few minutes left in the fourth and this ends. But we're catching up. We are now 0.5 games back from the Nuggets. The Cleveland Cavaliers helped us out massively with that win in overtime. I, I, I thought the Nuggets were easily going to win that game because they were up by like five in overtime with like two and a half minutes left. And then the the Cavs started coming back and oh, it was entertaining as heck for sure. I was cheering like loudly like it was a Timberwolves game even because I don't want to be in the play-in. I want to be a six seed. I do not want to mess with the play-in. I don't think we'll lose two games in a row, but I do not want to be in the play-in. I want to be a six seed. Like, I just don't even want to deal with the playing games. Like, I, I think we will win the first game, the play-in, if we go there. I think we would definitely be the favorites, too, against the Clippers. But I don't want to deal with that. I want to just go to the playoffs. Screw the play-in. I, want the, I, I also want the NBA to get rid of the play-in. I hate it. Like, it just... Go back to the old stuff, like what it's always been. There's never been a playing tournament. There should never be a playing tournament. It's literally just a money thing for the NBA. Like, I don't really care how much more interesting it makes the regular season. Like, who's who is watching? Like, it just makes it more interesting for fan bases that are in the 10 seed or 9 seed. Like, I just, like, general NBA fans like me, I don't get excited when I watch to see if the Spurs can come up and take the 10 seed from the, the Pelicans. I don't find that interesting at all. And I don't know why the playing tournament still exists. I, I, I understand for the COVID year, like it made sense last year to me because there's 72 games and COVID was a big thing. You know, it was taking teams out. Um, like it took a lot of our players out too. But mainly the, the main part is the 72 game season. Um, but we're in, we're in an 82 game season. I guess you could make an argument for it existing this year too because players are still getting taken out to COVID but next year I'm sure there will still be players getting COVID at some point but it's not going to be as bad in the NBA like it was really really bad in December I don't think there will be a peak like that next year for the NBA guys um at least I'd hope not you know it's possible I'd, I really hope not but I, I hope they just dis- they make that crap disappear I hate the playing tournament um but yeah the Nuggets play the Celtics tomorrow, and the Celtics can come through for us. That would mean the Timberwolves are the sixth seed. So, we're, we're Celtics fans tomorrow. If they win, the Minnesota Timberwolves will temporarily be the sixth seed with 10 games left in the season. The Nuggets, um, they have 11 games left, including the game tomorrow, so when that's, once that game's done... Both the Wolves and Nuggets will have 10 games left. So, I mean, and the good thing is, it's not just the Nuggets that we actually have a really, like, a a nice chance, in my opinion, of passing up. Now the Mavericks are coming into the equation. Currently, after the Wolves win, we're two games back from them. And the reason why I want to mention them a lot, too, is because we have two remaining games this year against the Mavericks. If we win both, we we, we have the tiebreaker over them, and we're over them. Like, if we beat them on Monday, and I think the next game is like on Friday or Thursday, if we win both those games, we're going to be a six seed just from those. And what I'm looking at right now is the Mavericks losing by 30 points now, I believe. 
Unless my math is wrong. No, it's right. They're up by 30. The Hornets are coming through. So after this game, the Minnesota Timberwolves will be 1.5 games back from the Dallas Mavericks. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if the Timberwolves can close out the season, you know, like 9-1 and one or 8-2, and two, beating the Nuggets and the Mavericks twice, I think we'd be the 5 seed. And then play the Jazz in the first round. I think that's possible. I would love to be the 5 seed and play the Jazz. I would love that. But yeah, we've been so good. Last 10 games, 9-1. We're on a 4-game win streak which is potentially, I think it's tied for the most in the NBA. Yeah, we're tied with the Suns for the biggest win streak in the NBA. So, I mean, that's not really that big of a win streak. I mean, we're a bigger win streak would be more like six games, I guess, um, which we're hoping to make our win streak that at some point. Um, but yeah, we're, we're catching up to teams. So there's nine minutes left in that Mavericks game right now, and they're down 30. So I can, there's no way, there's no way the Hornets blow that 30-point lead. There's literally no humanly possibly, possible way. They're not going to pull a UNC, okay? They're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. Even though UNC still won that game today. <laughs> oh, man, I was so surprised North Carolina blew that 25-point lead against Baylor with 10 minutes left. And UNC still won in overtime, but, oh, my God. You cannot pull those leads in college in March Madness. Um... But yeah, we are closing in on higher seeds. We got the Mavericks coming up. I don't think they'll have really any big game, big names on the injury report. They've definitely been a good basketball team as of late also. They're 8 and 2 in their last 10, about to be 7 and 3, and they're the 5 seed in the West. You know, they're they're a 43 win team. They're a very good team. Luka playing phenomenal basketball. Low key kind of close to averaging a 30-point triple-double. He's putting up 28, 9 and 8.6 a game like that's so phenomenal at 23 years old I believe you know Spencer Dinwiddie's been good for them he's out tonight though I wonder if Dinwiddie's got an injury going on um but wow yeah nobody else is producing on that Mavericks team other than Doncic and Dinwiddie has been in the last like six games since he's been traded to that team or more than that maybe but Dinwiddie's out tonight I might have to look more into that injury because if he misses that game that's a massive low for them because he's been getting like 20 a game and he's hit like two game winners already for them since the trade. Um, when I look at the injury report, it says right knee injury recovery. So I don't know if he would miss the game Monday. He might. I don't really know the severity though. I know Tim Hardaway Jr. is not going to be playing. He's got he's having left foot surgery. Um, Reggie Bullock is out for that for the Hornets game right now with personal reasons. So they might have some guys out. I already know we're going to have Jaden McDaniels out still. Um, he's, we've missed him. I think we've missed him big time. Like, we need Jaden McDaniels back, for sure. He's so good. He's so good. And the, the, he was peaking. He was playing the best basketball of his life, in my opinion, in like the last month and a half. He was so big for our team. And now he hasn't, you know, been able to play. And it's it's definitely a question mark for Jaden if he's going to come back, like for the play-in if we're in it or the first few games of the playoffs we'll see um because it's a high ankle sprain he's going to be re-evaluated re in like nine ten days but no it's a high ankle sprain those things usually last more like close to a month um but hopefully you know i mean if he's not 
using the foot as much. I hope he's trying to add a little weight because, I mean, this is a perfect opportunity for him to add weight because when you're seven foot tall and you're always working on playing NBA games, you burn calories really fast. And that's kind of been holding him back from adding weight. But hopefully now, you know, he can add another five, 10 pounds and look bigger when the, by the time he comes back. I don't know how noticeable it'll be, but it could definitely help him out. Um, I don't know if he's attacking that or not. I wouldn't be like mad at him if he's not because, you know, he's hurt. Um, but I would if I was him, you know. Who wouldn't want to eat a little more? Um, but yeah, thank you guys for watching. I will see you guys next time. Peace.